Welcome to the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. This is for all women, vagina CEOs, even men, and all people everywhere who want to better understand vaginal health. Y'all, I'm preaching the vagina gospel and sharing the truth worldwide. Hallelujah! I'm Dr. Janelle Howell, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and your go-to resource for all things vaginal health, pelvic floor fitness, and sexual wellness. I'm teaching you everything your mama didn't about your vagina. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Vagina Rehab Doctor Podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about pleasure. And pleasure is one of my favorite topics because it contributes to the health of our minds, our pelvic floor, our bodies overall, and definitely our relationships. Those romantic, spicy, and love relationships that we have. So I've gotten this request from multiple people telling me that they want me to talk about self-pleasure techniques and even non-sexual ways to increase our pleasure. So Let's get into this episode because I think that we have a misunderstanding and that we believe that pleasure is all about sex. Let me tell you that that is wrong. Pleasure does not depend on sex and sex does not depend on pleasure. You can have sex and experience no pleasure from it. You can have sex and be in pain the whole time. You can have sex and be thinking about your groceries, what you want to do, all that's on your to-do list. Your mind is elsewhere and you are not receiving pleasure from this activity. You could be having sex to please your partner, to make sure that you're keeping the relationship good, whatever excuse or whatever reason you have to be having sex. For a lot of people, pleasure has little to do with it especially because there is such a poor understanding of female anatomy, the clitoris, and the vagina. So you may be experiencing things like faking your orgasms or feeling numb during sex or just feeling like it's not doing anything for you. Rest assured that this is really common and we're going to talk about some ways that you can help yourself to experience more pleasure both in and out of the bedroom. But I just want to hold some space for the role of pleasure in our mental health. If we are not experiencing those dopamine spikes, that serotonin, right? That melatonin, melatonin, which helps us to sleep. Serotonin, which helps us to feel happy and calm. Oxytocin, which helps us to feel bonded with our partners. Cuddly is referred to as the love hormone. This is the hormone that goes crazy when you're falling in love. Oxytocin, dopamine, we need that when we're having an orgasm or just feeling really, really excited and laughing and all that dopamine. So this stuff is, listen, this is our life. This is mental health. It's really, really important. And I hate that we have different pedestals for health. You have physical health really high up there, right? If you have heart problems or kidney issues. Or if you're in the hospital, for some reason, people take it very seriously. Or if someone, God forbid, something happens to someone due to mental health. Oh, we're so worried after it's already happened. Usually people that struggle with mental health issues don't really get a lot of social support, to just be honest. It's usually after the fact. Oh, I should have checked in on them. Right. So we have these different pedestals 
Then at the very bottom is sexual health. We think that it's, it's just taboo to talk about orgasms, to talk about sex drive, to talk about pleasure, to talk about sex positions, to talk about way to please yourself. This is not taboo. This is our health. This is our mental health. This is the quality of the relationships that we have. We're talking about a marriage for, for some people. We're talking about uh, confidence to seek out a dating relationship, right? If you feel that your sexual health is just not there, this could be a barrier to so many different things, even getting pregnant and starting a family. Let's talk about this. I'm sorry, I had to get that out. Pleasure is very important. And I don't want anyone, I, I hate that. I hate when people act like pleasure is this less than topic in the in the arena of health. No, it's up there. The opposite of pleasure is pain. And pleasure is just a birthright. It's not something you should have to earn. It's, it's a birthright. You don't have to earn the vacation. You don't have to earn the time off. You don't have to earn sitting around and watching Netflix. You don't have to earn flowers. You don't have to earn an orgasm or earn that massage. It's literally required for your health. And the lack of it, we see problems arising. All right, let me get into it now. Ways that you can pleasure yourself non-sexually. I think this one is a really, really big one. And I want to say that rest is so undervalued. We have erections in our sleep. You don't even have to be focusing about on sex. You don't have to be sex positive. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to touch yourself. You don't have to go have sex with Tyrone. But listen, when you are sleeping, the body is prioritizing your sexual health for you. The body is sending blood to your clitoris or to your penis. It's keeping the blood flowing to those regions. The brain says your pleasure is important and we're going to keep the blood flowing down there. If we're not getting enough sleep, we're not getting those erections. Morning wood happens to both genders. Morning wood happens to all humans. And so if we're not getting enough sleep, we're not getting the sufficient blood flow to our clitoris. All right, so how can you infuse rest, not just into your sleep schedule at night? Hopefully you're able to get seven to nine hours a night. If you have a young one or a baby, it's understandable that you're not able to get that. How can you infuse more restful activities during the day? If you're a business owner, can you infuse more breaks into your schedule? And don't call it a break and then you end up checking your email, you end up making content, you end up reaching out to someone, you end up looking up some idea. No. Can you infuse some breaks in your schedule when you're literally not being productive? Stop that. Stop productivity at all seconds, at all times of the day. Please, right? Literally, you have to force yourself to do nothing. Put more breaks in your day. If you're a nap person, can you get more naps? If there's always sounds and it's always loud and you're always stimulated, can you drive home without the music on? What can help you to literally turn the energy down. How can we start to tone things down? That's pleasure. That's pleasure. That's number one. Number two is I want to see more of us getting more acquainted with touching ourselves. And I'm not talking about sexually just yet. I'm talking about touching our bodies more. All right, when we're feeling pain somewhere, massaging ourselves, normalizing that, getting some oil out, cutting the lights down, putting some soft music on, and we're just self-massaging. We're self-releasing. There's so many tools. Like a lot of my community has vaginal pain 
vulvar pain, sexual pain, and pelvic pain. So there's so many tools that can help us get in the vagina. Can you take time to do that? Can you take time to use those different tools, whether it's your finger, whether it's a pelvic wand, whether it's a dilator, whatever it is, take time to self-release, self-touch. When you take the shower, don't just rush and only put lotions on lotion on your knees and on your elbows. You're like, well, I don't want my elbows to look ashy, so I'm put lotion. Can you touch and rub down your whole body? Spend more time on your breasts. Spend more time on your booty. Spend more time on your inner thighs. Rub down your feet. How can we take more time to touch ourselves? Some people are uncomfortable just hearing that. Touch yourself. I haven't even talking about sexually yet. It just goes to show the discomfort that we have with self-care. Really, self-pleasure is about self-care. So when we talk about self-pleasure, mm, society is uncomfortable with us taking care of ourselves. That's what we have to prove and defend when we want to take a day off or when we want to go on vacation or when we want to take a break from school. We want to take a year off or a month off. We have to defend it because society, even your loved ones, are not comfortable with you doing what's best for you. When we've normalized working day in and day out and we've even honored it, we honor busy, we praise quote unquote boss babes because of capitalism, because we've been conditioned to make money to make as much money as we can and to make as much money as we can doing whatever we have to do to get it. And this concept has been taught to us even as kids, the highest grade possible, get all A's so that you can get into this good school so that you can then get that degree so that you can make the money that you want to make. We're taught these forms of thinking, but The same way we prioritize play for kids is the same way we have to prioritize play for ourselves. So I want you, if you're listening to this, to bring back a hobby. Bring back hobbies. Bring back hobbies. What we're asking now is like, what's your side hustle? What do you do? At at the most, where are you going on your vacation? Where are you traveling next? But let's talk about how. what can you do outside of your profession? Because your profession is not who you are. What can we do? I'm talking to myself here too. What's that one hobby that you've always liked to do? What's that thing that you used to do as a kid? Can you bring that back? Start tapping into that pleasure. Your mind can escape from the worries and the stressors and the grind and the problems. And you can just focus on that activity. For me, it's pottery. I haven't tapped into that in so long, but it's an escape for me. Ever I do pottery, I used to draw a lot as a kid. I used to paint and use my hands. I used to like getting in the mud. I don't do that stuff anymore. Why not? And, and, and it's so crazy. Listen, it's so crazy that we will take our nine to five and replace it with entrepreneurship just to turn our own business into the same exact thing that we were just liberated from. You will leave your nine to five But because you've been ingrained in the society of capitalism and constant work and growing and scaling and making more money and nah, 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 then you have now your own business and you find yourself working even more than before. Sometimes it's not just the money because some of you may say, well, hey, if I'm working for myself, I got to pay the bills. I get that. 
But also we now have the flexibility and the freedom to design the business model. And many of us leave these nine to fives to do the exact same thing just for ourselves. So what is the benefit? We have to literally say, I am going to decide not to be a grind-aholic, a workaholic. It leads nowhere. It leads nowhere. 50 years from now, we're all going to be in a similar space, regardless if you grind it or not. And when when we come to the end of our life, it's not going to be how much you worked hard. It's going to be your spirit and your character that people are going to remember about you. How you impacted people, the way you made people feel, the what the, the energy you brought. It's not going to be, oh, I remember she used to work those 10-hour days. No, it's not going to be important. So if we want to start engaging in more pleasure, listen, you got to you got to bring your hobby back. But then also, I want to remind you to be present in your body. And this is really common with pelvic floor dysfunction. A lot of my clients that I work with, they don't know when they're clenching and squeezing and tightening their muscles, whether this is their jaw their belly, or their pelvic floor. Those three muscle groups are consistently being squeezed. And again, because society teaches us that our belly has to be tiny, our waist has to be small. All right, so we're sucking in our bellies, even when we don't realize it. We're clenching our pelvic floor muscles. This is primarily driven by our nervous system. So if you're in a state of fight or flight, you're constantly stressed, always grinding, always doing something, you won't even notice it, but your body is squeezing your pelvic floor for you. It's a protective mechanism because that's the area in which, you know, things go in. So if the body wants to protect us from sexual harm, it's going to close off those muscles and squeeze everything. People tell me all the time, oh, I can't stop squeezing my pelvic floor. I can't stop. That's your nervous system. So start setting some alarms three times a day. A reminder, just relax your pelvic floor. Let go. In the beginning, you will literally have to do it. You will have to tell yourself to let go. After you let go, you're going to start squeezing again. It's okay. You're going to have to relearn. You're going to relearn and unlearn, right? So unlearn, relearn. That's totally fine. Same thing with the jaw. A lot of my clients with sexual pain, vulvodynia, vaginismus have jaw clenching. They have to wear night guards, jaw clicking, jaw dysfunction. They grind their teeth. The jaw muscles, the voice muscles, diaphragm and pelvic floor work intimately together. I can't even talk without my pelvic floor contracting and relaxing. If we're not tapped in to whether we are clenching our muscles, we're going to be shutting off the different areas that generate pleasure. Your pelvic floor is a, is a pleasure generator. Same thing with your jaw. Because what happens when you are having an amazing orgasm? You're going to probably let out some noise. Your mouth is going to open. You might scream. You might moan. You might do something. Your voice muscles are pleasure generators. When you're happy, you might sing. When you're surprised, you might, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I can't believe that. Right? That's your jaw. That's your voice. So your voice muscles, your jaw muscles, and your pelvic floor muscles are pleasure generators. When we're orgasming, our pelvic floor muscles are contracting. So protecting muscles, protecting these muscles starts with being present in the body. We're disconnected to how we're feeling. We're disconnected to whether our shoulders are in our ears. Our shoulders are up so high. We're disconnected to whether we're sucking our belly in. We're disconnected to whether we're clenching our butthole and our vagina. Disconnected. 
don't disconnect from your pleasure generator. Stay connected at all times. All right, so set a reminder in your phone. And then also, if we're talking about pleasure generation, self-pleasure can look like hmm, vulvar stimulation. We, we talk a lot about just touching the clitoris, and obviously that's the primary organ that's going to help bring us to orgasm. But listen, the vulva also shares different erogenous zones and the different parts of the clitoris extend into the, the labia. So pleasure, um, self-pleasuring should involve not just the clitoris, but the entire vulva. And I like to support the use of different oils, coconut oil, olive oil, oil-based lubricants, because you can use that for some self-massage to your inner thighs and your and your labia and your vulva. And then if you want to touch your clitoris, you can, but it's not required. So just doing that more self-massage. And I was talking to my girls at the retreat. So I don't know if you guys know, but I started a woman of color public floor physical therapist directory because there's very little representation for women of color pelvic floor therapists. Most of the pelvic floor therapists you see are white. And if you go to a directory, a popular one, right, if you go to Pelvic Guru or if you go to um, pelvicrehab.com or just the really popular ones, even the different uh, organizations for pelvic health, most of the people are going to be white. And it's okay because generally, for the most part, the profession is just white. Those are just the numbers. So, of course, it's going to be easy for uh, the directories to be primarily white. What this means is that in order for that to change, the leaders, the organizational leaders and people who have bigger platforms, they're going to have to be intentional. They're going to have to make a business plan in order to include and to purposefully represent for black and brown pelvic floor therapists. So unless that's not one of their marketing goals, if that's not in their business model, if they're not trying to do that intentionally, it's not going to happen. So for me, I was like, hey, I want to support more minority pelvic floor therapists. So I started this directory and we went on a retreat. We just came back from a retreat. We just came back from a retreat in um, October. The end of October, we did a retreat for the Women of Color Pelvic Floor Physical Therapies directory. So people, women and people who are in this directory were able to go to this retreat. And we went to Georgia and it was so relaxing and was restorative. That's what it was about, restoring our health taking care of ourselves and meeting each other and connecting and supporting each other. And while we were there, we're talking about pleasure and sex and all that, of course, because, you know, we're sex educators, we're pelvic floor therapists. And I was telling them about clitoral suction toys. Most of them have like those vibrators, like those big old wands. And I'm like, listen, y'all are living in the stone age if y'all have not upgraded to clitoral suction toys. And and no shade. There's so many different toys. Like, listen, if you want to have different kinds, great. If you want to have an internal, if you want to have a rabbit, if you want to have clitoral suction, if you want to have a rose, do your thing. Have fun. But for me, I was like, listen, clitoral suction is literal direct stimulation to the clitoris. Your orgasms are going to be much better. So I put them on. I put them on. I was like, listen, buy this one to start if you haven't done it before. Buy this one for level two if you want something stronger. And if you want that orgasm where you're going to be waking the neighbors, screaming to the top of your lungs, looking like you're having a seizure because that orgasm is so good, this is what you're going to need to do. So sex toys is a big part of it. Sex toys is a really big, big part of it. If you want to talk more about self-pleasure and sex toys, 
then just let me know. Let me know by leaving me a five-star raving review and just put in your review. Can you talk more about self-pleasure and sex toys? That's it. That's all I need you to do. Okay? Scroll to the bottom of this podcast. Leave me a review if you can. But yeah, so I was talking to them about that. And listen, when we got back, I came back and the group chat lit up and people were like, listen, I tried the toy. I recommended to them, I think the Satisfier Pro 2. And that was level one. I gave them like three levels. I was like, just try this. If you haven't done a clitoral suction toy, just start here. And they were like, girl, I ordered it before the retreat even ended. So it was fun just to talk about pleasure in an open and shame-free way. But those are some great ways to start stimulating your clitoris, a clitoral suction toy. If you're a finger person, like if you like using your fingers, make sure your hands are clean, your nails are short, all of that. But you need to be exploring inside of that vaginal canal. Inside, you can stimulate the clitoris from inside. There's dildos, all of that. But listen, I'm going to have to do a part two. So the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about dildos, sex toys, and just like manual stimulation. Like, let's take it back. Let's take it back using your hands. We're going to talk about that next time on the next episode. So next Monday, I just want you to know that your pleasure is your health and your health is your life. So don't be afraid to prioritize what feels good. Your home is your body. Your body is your home. And you deserve to feel good in the home that you live in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it and if you enjoyed it, again, please leave me a review or subscribe to this podcast. I'll see y'all again next Monday. We're going to get into dildos, sex toys, clitoral suction. All the things talk a little bit more about pleasure. All right, bye.